the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. book of Jude, the uh, 20th verse is where we're going to go to on today. Notice, dear ones, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares with it says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Dear ones, on today, I would like for us to go back to the book of Jude uh, in order to go a little farther with our examination of this book of the Bible. Um, And on today, I would like for us to take as our text the verses of Scripture that we have read that cover verses 20 and 21 of the book of Jude. And the topic that I would like for us to deal with on today, dear ones, is this, getting my soul in shape. Getting my soul in shape. My friends, very often you will hear people talking about the need to either get in shape or to get back in shape. So you hear people talking about their need to get in shape or you hear people talking about their need to get back in shape. Um, And when they talk about these things, very often they will begin to talk about either their need to either do things like diet, they need to start dieting, or, or possibly they need to start exercising, or maybe they need to cut out certain things out of their daily intake of food, you know, lose the bread and eat less spaghetti and that, the carbohydrates and that kind of thing, or you may hear them say that they need to increase their intakes of certain things, like they need to drink more water or they need to eat more protein. Uh, So they they talk about getting in shape and they start talking about a variety of different things that they they need need to either start doing or they need to stop doing. But Jude here begins to speak to us about another type of fitness level that we all need to be mindful about. And that is the fitness level of your soul. 
how fit is your soul? And Jude begins to speak to us about the fitness level of our soul. And we want to see what Jude has to say to us on today. To learn what we can learn from these words that are given to us in this book of the Bible. Now, as we begin to look at our text, dear ones, notice again what it says to us. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, we see here Jude beginning to turn his attention toward those individuals that he is writing to in order to give them some further instruction concerning what it is that they needed to begin to do. Um, Now, it is significant, dear ones, for us to notice that Jude initially started off doing this by giving to his readers his clear instruction concerning what it was that they needed to do. And we see that in verse 3. Notice what it says in Jude verse 3. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And so Jude initially started off giving them some instruction concerning what it was that they needed to do. And he tells them that they need to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is, they need to become ready and willing to take a stand and defend the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that was clear, in a way that is respectful, in a way that is done in love, but also in a way that is uncompromising. And so Jude is encouraging them to be willing to take a stand and defend the testimony of Jesus Christ. But then we see Jude beginning to turn and now he in, in starting in verse 4 and it goes all the way to verse 19. Jude launches into this whole discussion about these false teachers and who they are and what they're doing and they're bringing their deceptive teachings into the church and they're undermining the faith of some and, dis- and, and, and totally, totally shipwrecking the faith of others. So Jude launches into this discussion in verse 4 concerning these false teachers. And dear ones, as I said, it goes from verse 4 to verse 19. Well, there's only 26 verse or 25 verses in the whole book. And so over two, close to two-thirds of Jude's writing, the letter that he writes to them, close to two-thirds of it. Just deal with him describing these false teachers and warning these believers about what they're doing and how to deal with them concerning those deceptive things that they're teaching. And it is only here in the last six verses, starting at verse 17 to verse 25, it's only here that Jude now begins to take his attention off of those people that are doing wrong and put his attention back on those people that are doing right in order to give them the instruction that they need. And so Jude takes his attention off of those that are doing wrong and he gets it back on those that are doing right. Let me say that one more time. Jude takes his attention off of those that are doing wrong and he puts it on those that are doing right. 
Now, dear ones, the reason why it is significant for us to take note of this is because at times, if we are not careful, we can find ourselves becoming so focused and so preoccupied with the wrong that other people are doing that that becomes all you can see. At times, you become so preoccupied and so focused on pointing out the wrongs that everybody else is doing, pointing out the wrongs that's happening here, pointing out the wrongs that's happening there, pointing out the wrongs that are happening in the church. You become so preoccupied with pointing out what everybody else is doing that's wrong that that's all you become focused on. That that's all that you can begin to see. And you can't see nothing else. You can't see any right in anybody. Because you're so busy pointing out and taking note of all the wrongs. There was, I know this is the truth because some folk have built their ministry of pointing off the wrong of other people. They have built their ministries on pointing out this person's wrong and that person's wrong. And this is wrong over here and that's wrong over there. At some point in time, you have to take your eyes off of those that are doing wrong and get your eyes on to those right things that either others are doing or guess what? You need to be doing yourself. We can become so preoccupied and so focused on the wrongs that others do that we end up becoming what Jude says these people were doing and these people had become in verse 16. Because notice what verse 16 says. He says these, these people are murmurers and complainers. Jude calls them murmurers and complainers because that's all they were doing is murmuring and complaining. About everything that was going on, murmuring and complaining about people and all that they're doing and they ain't doing right and this ain't right and that ain't right and this needs to change and that needs to change. You're murmuring and you're complaining. The thing is, dear ones, they were doing it to the believers that were trying to do right and the believers that were doing right are starting to do it against the people that are doing wrong. So all you're doing is murmuring and complaining about each other. And so, dear ones, you need to stop and get your eyes off of those individuals that are doing wrong. And there has to come a point in time where we begin to take our minds off of all the negative and the distracting and the destructive and the counterproductive things that others are doing and settle it within ourselves that we are going to leave those things to the Lord for Him to deal with in whatever way He sovereignly desires and sovereignly chooses to do so. Get your mind off of those things. Get your mind off of those things that others are doing and settle it within yourself. Settle it. You're going to leave that to God. Let God deal with it. You're His child. He's going to deal with you. It is not my job to fix you. That's the job of the Holy Ghost. It is not my job to point out everything wrong with you and everything wrong here and everything wrong there. That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's my job to share with you what God has said in his word and then let the Holy Ghost fix whatever he want to fix. Get your minds off. Settle it within yourselves. You know what? There's a lot of stuff that I could point out. But you know what? I'm going to leave that to the Lord. Because you're his child. You're his children. I'm his child. He just said, Pastor Fields, there's a whole bunch of stuff wrong with you. Amen. 
Praise God. There is a lot of stuff wrong with me. From the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's jacked up. But guess what? I'm still God's child. I'm still his child. And rather than try and fix me yourself, pray for me. That the Holy Ghost will do the work he needs to do. In my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my will, in my body, in my spirit. Pray for me. And guess what? I'm going to do the same for you. I'm going to do the same for you. Stop trying to, we try to fix folk. Like we have the ability to fix, you can't fix a flat tire. What makes you think you can fix a human soul? We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Lord have mercy. We struggle. We look. We looking at is this? You know, it's like that commercial they have on. You know, the kids on the phone. Yeah, Dad, I know what a crowbar is. Then he looks at his friend. Is this a crowbar? And his friend's like, No, no. <laughs> we we don't. We we can't fix nothing. So we need to stop trying to fix people and realize, you know what? That's the Lord's. That's the Lord's job. Yes. And leave that thing to Him to do whatever He's going to do, whatever He sovereignly chooses to do, and how He chooses to yes. do it. Yes. And dear ones, what we need to begin to do is set our minds on those things that we need to begin to do in order to get ourselves right and then keep ourselves right. Yes. Get your mind off of other people and what they're doing wrong and get your mind on those things you need to do to either get yourself right or keep yourself right. Because sometimes you can get right and then go wrong down the road. And so it's one thing to get your mind settled to get yourself right. But then there's another part to this thing. And that is now you've got to settle it within your minds that once you get right, you're going to stay right. You're going to stay going in the right way. And, and then once you get the mind to get right, and then you get it settled in your mind to stay right, then you got to settle it in your mind to stay right with every category that you need to stay right in. That is with God, with other people, and with yourself. I need to settle it within my mind. I'm going to stay right with the Lord. 
But then I need to settle within my, within my mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay right with other people. I'm going to show love to other people. I'm going to be respectful to other people. I'm going to treat them the way I would desire to be treated myself. And then once you settle it that I'm going to stay right with the Lord, once you settle it that I'm going to stay right with other people, then you need to settle it that I'm going to stay right with myself. I'm going to stop judging myself so harshly and stop being so hard upon myself. I'm going to start doing the things that I need to begin to do so that I can live in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to the Lord and beneficial to my own soul. And so Jude helps us. He says, he says, he says, but you, beloved, but you, let me get my attention off of these other folk. But you, beloved, let me talk to you for a little bit. And, and it is in seeing this and realizing this, dear ones, that the wisdom that is given to us in the book of Proverbs becomes even more practical and even more appropriate for us to take note of. Because notice what it says in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs 4, notice what the wisdom writer says there. Proverbs 4, starting at verse 23, he says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Stop worrying about where other folks' feet are taking them. Think about where your feet are taking you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Now, dear ones, it is significant for for us to notice the number of times that the writer tells us here, in one way or another, to get your eyes off of other people. And get your eyes and your mind and your heart settled on what you need to be doing. He says, keep your heart. He says, put far from you. Put away from you. He says, let your eyes look a certain way and ponder the path of your feet. Amen. We spend a lot of time and try, quite honestly, Amen. we waste a lot of time looking at other people and pointing out all the wrongs that they're doing. Amen. Rather than looking at ourselves and saying, Lord, I need to get myself together. Amen. And so, dear ones, focusing on others and the wrong that they are doing will only make you bitter. Focusing on ourselves and addressing the things that we need to begin to do in our own lives will help to make us better. I want you to remember that. Focusing on other people and the wrong that they're doing and all this is wrong and that's wrong and everything else, that only makes you bitter. Focusing on yourself. And dealing with the things you need to do. That will help to make you better. And I need to stop comparing myself to other people, dear ones. Because comparing yourself to other people and the fitness level of your soul compared to the fitness level of somebody else. Dear ones, that's a a negative thing. Nothing good can come of that. That's like trying to fix your hair in a broke mirror. You know, the mirror is broken. It's all messed up and everything. And you're trying to comb your hair and get it just right. You're going to end up looking jacked up to begin yeah. with. Yes. And so you have to get your eyes off of other people. The only standard that I can and that I should use to, is, to, is the standard of 
God's word concerning who I am and what I am and how I'm supposed to be. That's the only standard I should be using is God's word, not other people. God's word should be my standard because God's word gives me a standard that is fair, that's unbiased, that is true, that is equitable in that it applies to everybody and that is unchanging. God's word is what I need to be looking at as the standard, not other people. Stop trying to uh, compare yourself and evaluate others and what they're doing and get your eyes back on yourself. Notice what Jude says. He says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Notice Jude says that we are to build up ourselves. We are to build build up yourself on your most holy faith. Now, the phrase building up yourself it gives the picture of someone who is building a house. So as you look at this word and begin to break it down, it gives the imagery of somebody who is building a house. And so, dear ones, it can be rightly said that the house that we are trying to build up is the house of our lives. Our lives are that house that we are trying to construct and build up. To build upon and strengthen and solidify and then enhance and improve upon. And so we are trying to do it and we're trying to do it, dear ones, in a way that is pleasing and acceptable and honoring to the Lord and then also usable by the Lord. So we're trying to build up our lives, build yourself up, construct your life, frame and and, and shape your life in a way that is honoring to the Lord, pleasing to the Lord, but also usable by the Lord. Now, with any process of building and improvement that we undertake, dear ones, in our lives, there needs to be a building up and in improving in certain areas that are beneficial to us while there needs to be a corresponding lessening and taking off in other areas that are not beneficial to us. See, because if, if you're building, if you're trying to build something, there needs to be a building up and a strengthening in areas that are beneficial to you while there needs to be a corresponding lessening and taking down of other areas that are not beneficial to you. Otherwise, what you end up with is what they call a zero-sum total. That's what you end up with. If you're building up in certain areas but not taking down in other areas, you end up with, like I said, what's called a zero-sum gain, I should say. A zero-sum gain. A zero-sum gain. For those that haven't heard that statement or that that phrase before, a zero-sum gain is a situation where even though you, you have done some things and taken some steps that are positive and beneficial to you, the negative things that you are either doing or continuing to do wipe out and neutralize any positive movement that you have made. And so you end up still staying at zero. A zero-sum gain, uh, an example of that, dear ones, would be you going out for a brisk three-mile walk. You go out and you take a really brisk three-mile walk and you've really worked up a good sweat. Then you come home and you treat yourself with a double chocolate fudge ice cream, you know, with with, with a Coke on the side to chase it all down. That's a zero-sum gain. 
Because that three-mile walk, all of the benefit of that has been wiped out by that double chocolate sundae with the vanilla ice cream and the Coke. We have, we, we, oftentimes, we, we end up with zero-sum gains. I'm going to pray this week. I'm going to fast this week. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to spend time with the Lord this week. Amen. I'm going to do that. And, 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 so, and so we're doing it and we're, we're growing in the Lord and we're reading God's word and we're, we're getting things. The Holy Spirit is opening the word up to us fresh and anew and we're seeing new things in the scriptures. I read the scripture before, but I never saw it like I'm seeing it now. Lord, have mercy. God is speaking to us. But then you get the phone call from the person that wants to gossip with you. And you spend the next half hour or so gossiping on the line. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.